And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Unregulated Podcast. This is episode number 162 here on the cusp of 2024. We weren't sure we were going to deliver this week, but we were both kind of bored. So we thought we'd hop on the Zoom and entertain each other for about an hour. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your co-host, Tom Pyle. And I'm Mike McKenna, and I'm still not sure that we're ready to broadcast but whatever <laughs> i don't think we've been, ever been really ready to broadcast. <laughs> i was gonna say when you say ready what do you have in mind exactly i think uh it, one well, when we get into predictions uh one of them is are we going to actually market this podcast in 2024 <laughs> so we're gonna think very very diligently about it uh no clips this week uh but there uh any announcements from you before we get into it <sighs> Yeah, I get this horrible feeling I'm supposed to have an announcement, but I can't think of what it might be. Um, I'm going to have to say no, I suppose. All right. Well, I'd like to announce that I had a really wonderful Christmas with my mother here and my sister. Um, it's a little un untraditional Christmas, but it was fun. Uh, great food, great, good times, had by all. And uh, mom's, mom's sticking around for a few days, so it's kind of nice to have her here. Oh, that's nice. I, yeah. I, how was your uh, How was your day? Crowded with human beings, as usual. Holiest of holy, one of the holiest of holy days. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we, we, we always, we always, we always have a lot of people floating around. No doubt mm -hmm. about that. We had a little house open house the the day the day after. It was nice. All the, all the folks in uh, who were around came by, ate our food, <laughs> drank our drink. So. Thanks, thanks for inviting me. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, all right. So this day in history, I've it's kind of a light day, but I've pulled this little doozy up from 1170. Oh, sure. Thomas Beckett gets killed in his own church by, wow, uh, by Henry you, II. Man. Well, it is. I mean, it is. It is St. Thomas's feast day, right? So it's easy to remember December 29th, 1170, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Who will murdered. rid me? Who will rid me of this meddlesome priest? That was the in supposedly in jest or or sort of out of frustration. And apparently some of his knights got a little ambitious and took it literally. So I guess you guess you gotta be careful if you're the king, right? Somebody might take that stuff seriously. Right. So um, yeah, right, killed, on, kill, killed killed on his own altar. I mean, I, you know, that that's mm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. 1845. In 1845, on this day, the Republic of Texas declares God, independence. You are good. <laughs> did you go do some research? I, I no, I did not. I knew it was Thomas St. Thomas Beckett's feast day, so that was easy. The Republic of Texas was a guess. This was uh, six months after the Congress of the Republic of Texas accepts U.S. annexation. Texas is admitted to the United States as okay. the 28th state. Um, this was quite a, a ordeal. Uh, of course, the Americans that were invited to live in Mexican territory ended up outnumbering them. We're, we've had this conversation in the past about when populations, you know, grow and, and outnumber and Things change. Anyhow, they decided they didn't want to be Mexican anymore. So they they picked a fight and 
were losing all- first and then ended up winning and then uh uh then the united states did a whole lot of winning um by basically taking a big what some 20 percent of mexican territory by the taking time a chunk taking a, taking a chunk out of mexico i would point out of course that sam houston i like to point this out it's my favorite thing to point out um sam houston was of course a virginian um you're welcome all the texans and, and um and the actual at the Alamo, there were more Virginians at the Alamo than there were Tennesseans. Um, so this nonsense about the volunteer state, mm-hmm. don't don't put put a put put a take it with a dash of salt, right? Because it's it's um it's ridiculous. And then the other thing I would point out is is that um it's kind of ironic that nowadays the Mexicans decide, have decided they don't want to be Mexicans either. They're they're heading into Texas themselves. So it's yeah. it's um, along with some others. Texas seems to be be a destination for the malcontents of the world at least in this hemisphere all right i got um one more in 1937 oh boy uh, mm. with the enactment of a new constitution the irish free state became known as ireland oh in 1937 1937 oh 19 i'm sorry i was thinking 18 yeah i wouldn't have gotten that either by the way so okay all right. So well, you know, one day, one day, one day, hopefully before we die, that island will be unified like it should be. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. Yeah. One day. It will be. It will um, be. All right. So uh, I guess speaking of dying, I was going to do this later. But, <laughs> speaking, uh, speaking, speaking of dying. Not to laugh. But it was a good segue. So I just put together, I mean, we we did highlight some that occurred during the weeks that we were recording this year, but I did want to recap some prominent individuals who faith who departed us, either faithfully or unfaithfully, I don't know. Um, in the in the in 2023. Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger, Kissinger, let me just stop you right there. Henry Kissinger had the greatest quote, which I've now used like four or five times. He was talking about the Arabs and Israelis, but it's useful on all kinds of occasions. He he, he once said, it's a shame that both sides can't lose. And there are so many things in public policy where you're just like, it's a shame both sides can't lose. Yeah, honestly, honestly. So Rosalind Carter departed us. Yep. Jeff Beck, the the premier guitarist, Jeff Beck, died. How old was he? How old was he? Age of seventy eight. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. This this actually this segment this research really depressed the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, I bet it did. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> all these people. Uh, n- nobody's gonna get guess or re- know who this person is who listens to us. Well, maybe some Gina Lola Brigida. Remember oh, her? Really, she died. She was 95 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That, unfortunately, unfortunately, God didn't make her too attractive. So <laughs> yeah, holy, holy mackerel. Cindy Williams. Oh, that's right. I forgot she died. Yeah, she was Surely. young. She was Surely. young. How she old was, was she? 75. Well, okay. See, this date, this is why it was so <laughs> depressing because we think she was oh, young. Oh, boy. Right? <laughs> Keep keep going. Oh keep, man, keep, keep going. I guess Bobby Hull departed. Did Bobby week. Hull die? Really? Bobby Hull, eighty three. Oh, Hall of Fame forward, 
the golden the golden jet bobby hole bert bakara oh yeah that's right i remember that yeah that that you know for a guy who created a lot of beauty um he, he had kind of a kind of a tough life and he did he had I, you know he hit his son um had some issues and he wound up getting divorced from i, I want to say Angie Dickinson was his wife. I'm not sure oh, that's right. Know. You yeah. know way more about him than I do. That uh, it was, it was, it was. I mean, he. It was, it was. I don't want to say it was any more trouble than anybody else's, but you know, the, the, the um. And I'm not a huge Burke Bacharach fan, but lots of people are, right? He he made he 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 improved the lives of a lot of people who enjoyed his art, right? Yeah, and, um, and he was also a feature prominently in the Austin Powers movie. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's just it, it, I, it always strikes me how art is sometimes the best art flows from from difficulty. Right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's typical. Most artists, right? They're, they're <laughs> early, their early stuff's usually their best. Right. And then they yeah. get rich. And... It's, anyway, anyway, Burt Bacharach. Oh, yeah, Tim McCarver died this year. Oh, did I know that? At, Tim, at the Tim, young age of 81. Tim McCarver is um, probably the most underrated catcher in the history of, of baseball. He started he he started a, as a catcher, um, getting paid as a catcher in Major League Baseball at, at 19 years old. He caught he was catching World Series games when he was 19 years old, and he went on to have a great career in broadcasting as well. And, and this was back when this was back when catchers called games. I mean, this was you right. know, yeah. Anyway, uh, so I. I got a lot here so uh richard belzer you remember him sure and he was on that csi show or one of those yeah. shows he was 78 believe it or not here's one dick fosbury fosbury the fosbury flop yes 76 uh he uh revamped the high jump with his yeah. fosbury flop so and here's wow. another one pat schroeder remember patsy Oh, I remember Pat Schroeder real well. Yeah, from Colorado. Uh, she died this year. She was 82, man. Dick She's Reardon. Younger. You remember She's Dick younger. Reardon? Dick Reardon, mayor. the mayor, mayor of, of, of Los Angeles? Yeah, Yeah, the Republican guy came in and kind of, you know, once again, bailed out a blue state. He a was blue, he, a blue, he seemed, a blue he city. Seemed, he seemed old when he was mayor. Was he about 85 when he died? 92. Oh, yikes. Vida Blue. Sure. Yeah. Vita Blue. Jim Brown. We lost Jim Brown this year. So Vita Blue was before your time, really. Um, yeah, he was in the he was with the A's, the yeah, the 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 run of World Series. Yeah. Straight. That's right. And at his first off, he was he was, you know, he had a drug problem, pretty severe drug problem. But when he was good, his best pitcher in the game, his best left-hander in the game for probably five years. I mean, he was just, he was, I saw him pitch. He was just lights out. Nobody could, nobody could hit him. He yeah. was, you know, unstoppable drugs ate him up though. Anyway, Jim Brown, Tina Turner, the iron Sheik died this year. <laughs> <laughs> For all you WWF. I was, was going to say the giant era fans. Who's going to remember the iron Sheik? On well, this apparently he was a huge Twitter star towards the end there. He, he had like a, Twitter following, mega Twitter following. Really? Uh, the Unabomber, we we uh, uh, he departed us this year. Bob Barker, oh man, ninety nine years old. God bless him. Tim Wakefield at the young age of fifty seven. Yeah, I saw that. I'm sorry about yeah. that. 
I, who, I, of course, destroyed us in the 2003 playoffs. Not us, but them. Your buddy Dick Butkus. Saw him once. Yeah, you told me the story. Yeah, I, it, it, it. The only moment in my life where I was really indecisive about a trivial thing, I was just like, should I go back and say something to him and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, eh, if that goes bad, he's a big guy. I'm like, I'm yeah, not right. sure I want to. Uh, uh. Ocean air, ocean air. That's good. He was, uh, of course, the legendary middle linebacker from the Chicago Bears. Uh, Burt Young. I don't know if you remember this. Paulie. The, the guy from Rocky? Paulie from Rocky. He yeah. died? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, oh, Paulie. Uh, also, we lost, um, what's the thing that she's, the thigh master, Freeze Company, Suzanne, Suzanne Summers. Summers lost yeah. her in, uh, uh, Charlie Munger, of course, and um, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor to wrap up, wrap up the list. Uh, and that's a long list. And that was like pulled out of a long, I mean, a really long list. So God rest their souls. Everybody's equal in the eyes of God. Indeed, sir. Okay, I got a couple of articles here I wanted to bring up. One was, and now there are two. This is from CNN. Maine's top election officials removed Donald Trump from 2024 primary ballot. Yep. Uh, this uh, in a shock decision based on the 14th Amendment's insurrectionist ban, Maine Secretary of State Shenna Bellows paused her decision pending a potential appeal in state court, which Team Trump said they intend to file. The decision makes Maine the second state to disqualify Trump from office after the Colorado Supreme Court handing down its own stunning ruling. Yeah, it. <clears throat> I would I would argue a couple of things. One is these rulings aren't stunning. This is this is a it's an intentional and diligent strategy by some folks on the other side who are think. who are careless and reckless and apparently really want to really 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 want to see if they can start a sh shooting war in this country. Yeah, I was just going uh, I was going to say, but but I have a another theory about this too. I think they really 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 want donald trump to be the nominee uh because they they can't be stupid uh this only makes his followers more faithful and it then takes people who were thinking about going in a different direction and actually gives you know another reason to vote for the guy right it, like you know there's sympathy here for that situation <sighs> okay you know so, what you may be right and if that's the case that's even more reckless you know, it's even more. I, I can't. I can't imagine anything else. They sit around going, "Oh, we we have to test this." Amendment uh, thing. I gotta, yeah, I got to be honest with you. Do they Tom? really think that that, yes. that wasn't that he's he's an insurrectionist? Yes. Yes. I spent some time. I spent a, a fair deal, of, a fair amount of time in the last couple of months. One of my new customers has got himself a general counsel who is a true believer. And we go round and round about this defending democracy and the rule of law stuff. These guys, there are people. This is this is an accomplished human being, right? This is a graduate of Harvard Law, hmm. you know, worked in worked in the business for forty wow. years, right? No stuff, right? Harvard, um, Harvard's still one of the best law schools in the country, whether you sure. like it or not. Sure, it it this guy truthfully, honestly believes that anything is justified 
to defend democracy, put that in quotes, right? So I'm, I'm not sure that it's all cynical. I think some of it might be intentional and, and, and well-meaning. And that's what really makes me worried. The, it, the, it, it, the cynicism doesn't worry me. It's the intentionally well-meaning people that worry me. Um, this is, yeah, this is, Bellows wrote that this is bad. Uh, the challenger presented compelling evidence that the January 6th insurrection, quote unquote, <laughs> occurred at the, and this was the reporting, occurred at the behest of Trump and that the U.S. Constitution does not tolerate an assault on the foundations of our government. The record establishes that Mr. Trump, over the course of several months and culminating on January 6th, used a false narrative of election fraud to inflame his supporters and direct them to the Capitol to prevent certification and peaceful transfer of power. He was both aware of the likelihood for violence and at least initially supported its use, given he both encouraged it with incendiary rhetoric and took no timely action to stop it. Of course, this is going to end up in the Supreme Court, right? Right. Um, I don't know, you know, unelected Secretary of State, at least I think she's unelected. I don't know. I don't even care. that we now have a new standard of evidence. You know, one person says, yeah, I find that evidence compelling. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know either. It to me like they're afraid of, of the voters. <laughs> so I, I it's, so anyway, it, uh, there's actually a few states that did not do this, even though there was an attempt to Michigan put a stop to it, Minnesota and California even. Well, not to go. Well, hold hold that thought for a second, because what happened in California was the secretary of state, as as you know, has said that she doesn't think she can find him disqualified from the ballot. But I guarantee you that that assembly, that legislature is going to try to disqualify him. Oh, you think they're going to do something post because she she posted the list and his name was on it. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. I think I think the legislature is going to try to do something. I think it's going to be an interesting thing for them to send to Gavin Newsom if it comes to it. Right. Make Gavin make the decision. The other thing that I think is worth just mentioning in passing, because, you know, there's careless, thoughtless people on both sides. There's a there's a thread going around Twitter. I'm writing a column on this thing. I'm filing it here, hopefully in the next hour and a half. there's a thread going around. There's a there's a thread going around Twitter that um, Lincoln had did not was not on the ballot in ten states in 1860. Um, that, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how to say this the right way, so I'll say it as simply as I can. There were no ballots in 1860. Um, you walked in and you wrote down a name. Yeah. Um, that that so. Well, thank you for clarifying that, and hopefully that won't trigger Mike, because it was just a factual thing. That was all. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um did you hear about this uh this is from i pulled this from newsweek but uh representative lauren bobert's shocking decision to switch house races just made democrats job harder this was sort of an editorial about it but yeah yeah um yeah. so uh bobert is now running in seat she's running from cd3 uh, across the state to CD4 and Ken Buck's, Ken Buck's uh, district, yeah. district, which um, will be a fairly crowded primary. But yeah, I, I think suppose, she- I suppose she, you know, figured she'd have a better shot of winning that primary than facing re-election uh, with uh, Democrat, the Democrat Adam Frisch, who's outraised her like basically like four to one or something at this point because he's getting 
all kinds of Hollywood money and you know outrage. Well, it's it's also it's also the her current district becomes more winnable for the Republicans because she's not going to be right. there right? because Forever. he doesn't have a foil. Uh, That's right anymore. But I don't think she. At least it's not uh, clear that there's any coordination of any kind because the Democratic uh, chairman of the Colorado Party said he didn't think it was a good move. Um, and I don't think she really consulted anyone, not that she had to, but that's what you, know, you, mean, going you, on you mean coordination. You mean coordination on the part of the Republicans? Yeah, right. So are you, are you drunk? Have you been drinking again? So the the now the Republican who was running against her in the primary has only raised about it's his name is uh some, something heard. What's do you know what it is? No. Robert Heard, maybe. Let me see. Anyway, he raised about four hundred and twelve thousand to uh Jeff Heard, sorry, uh to the Frisch's three point two million. So it's still gonna be pretty competitive. Yeah. Even though it's a plus well, I mean, seven. She, I think it's like a plus seven district. Yeah, it's a plus seven district, but she won by like 500 votes last go around. Right. I mean, it, you know, it was pretty close. So, yeah. Yeah. So the theory is that she can be more, more um, bombastic in Buck's district, which is wicked, Yay. you know, Republican. So, yeah. I'm, All right. know, I'm, tre- I'm tremendously excited that we're going to, you know, wh- what little restraint there was will now be gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Is there any more political news? Did you want to bring up anything in the world of politics, presidential or otherwise? Not really. You know, we're, you don't want we're... to talk about the Civil War gaffe or anything like that. Oh yeah, I guess. I mean, so we're seventeen just days. Set, set us up. Set us up. And I was going to say, just as a reminder, we're seventeen days out from Iowa, and twenty-five days out from New Hampshire, and um, two days ago. Ambassador Haley was asked a fairly simple question, fairly simple question by a, by a, someone who was in New Hampshire, unclear on whether they were a voter in New Hampshire or a Democratic plant or whatever. It doesn't really matter. The question That's was what asked. She what, said she accused it. Yeah. Who, you know, if I were a Democrat plant, though, I'd ask a harder question. I, I might ask a more complicated question. The right. simple question was, what was the cause of the Civil War? Um, and. Uh, Ambassador Haley wandered around for about 80 words talking about government and constraints of individual freedoms and the like, and managed to go 80 words without saying a single word about slavery. Right. Um, it, it was jumped upon immediately by everybody, um, mostly, mostly Democrats, oddly enough, but the DeSantis team got into it. It took the most disturbing part of the story is it took team Haley about 14 hours to um, clean it up and correct the record and get her back out there and say, of course, slavery was an important cause. But, and then she word saladed. Yeah, she, she word saladed right? again. Okay. So as Tom is going to point out to you, this is not the first time she's word saladed a civil war answer, um, which, which is, is partly weird. Why we, it, partly why it probably came up, right. Just to set the trap. If it is a Democrat. I, I mean, what I mean, whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. It, it's it's a weird thing for a former governor of South Carolina to not have a fairly well developed theory on the causes, effects, and consequences of the Civil War, given that South Carolina was a was an immediate cause of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. It was a direct cause, 
and that it suffered the worst consequences other than Virginia. Um, I, 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 this is the first time I've ever, this, this is the first time I've I had experience with, with, with her response on this question. I have to say that I'm horrified by it. I thought it was terrible. And, and, I very rarely agree with Mark Levin, and I never agree with him stylistically, but he just, he was asked about it. He said, it's embarrassing. And I had the same thought. I thought, it's embarrassing. And, and on a personal note, you know, to, to, to add my own two cents on this, I've, I've listened to Governor Haley, Ambassador Haley talk for, I don't know, 15 years, the same as the rest of the country. Um, my vibe has always been that she's a little bit lighter than most politicians. Um, and that's and that's yeah, the nicest way I can possibly yes, say that. Yes, absolutely. Um, so. You know, one can say not quite as polished, but I do uh, I do tend to agree with you on the uh, what we both know what the mean, meaning of lighter is um, on that. I, I This is my issue with it is that, you know, and you hit it right on the head, I think last week or the week before. This is the trouble with, trying to maneuver somebody right as you mentioned this you know sununu made the mistake of 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 endorsing her who will not pick up any trump votes whereas you know desantis or someone else may have had a chance at picking up trump votes right so you know this is what the establishment wanted um you know as you as we talked about and she'll probably, you know, I don't know how long this will last, but it just goes to show you that, you know, she's probably not the one who can take Trump out. It, so. it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a reminder that um, you can't manufacture a human being. And, and that's what the political consulting class always thinks. Like, I can manufacture this person to be what I need them to be. And the answer, right. you know, you just can't, everybody has their strengths and their deficiencies and their personal histories. And they're good at what they're good at. And they're not good at what they're not good at. And you know, when you see authentically good candidates and in our lifetimes, we've seen plenty of authentically good candidates. They stick out from the authentically bad ones. They just right. do. Of course. You know, and from the plastic ones, right. It, the unfortunate thing about this campaign is, there's one really good candidate, but we all have a sneaking sense he wouldn't be a great president. And there's a bunch of um, subpar candidates who would probably be okay presidents. And that's, you know, that's where we are. All right. Um, more. We'll see. What, where, how many days are we out now from Iowa? What, what's the January 15th, 17 days. Dang, that's crazy. 17 days. We're here. We're, it, it, it is upon us when we, when we come back for business, you know, on January 2nd, we'll, you know, it'd be two weeks in a day, uh, uh, two weeks minus a day. So. That's insane. Yeah, man. All right. So I got one, I got, one, I just saw this when I was doing some research and I had to throw it in before we get into baby, it's cold out there. This is from, uh, <laughs> Just the news in uh, Duluth. Minnesota cities went for EVs in public transit, but the buses couldn't handle the cold. The Twin City buses were supposed to go 150 miles on a single charge, but the actual range was closer to 75. In Duluth, Minnesota, 
This is the kicker. Technicians installed diesel-powered heaters on electric buses as the city's electric fleet struggled to perform. Uh, in 2015, the city received a $6.3 million federal grant for seven battery electric buses from... Proterra. Yes. Proterra. Proterra. Ding, so ding, far. ding. They can't go up the hill, <laughs> and they they had to install diesel powered heaters to both heat the buses and increase battery capacity so there you go folks the electric future is upon us i i, I saw that same thing crack me up <laughs> all right uh so our producer god bless him went through last year's prediction episode oh boy and pulled them out so I'm going to rattle them off, and then we're going to make the same mistakes this year. Seriously. All right, here we go. From last year, Trump will run for president. Mike said no. Yeah, I was wrong about that. Tom said yes. Trump will be indicted. We both were right on that one. Both That's said yes. Super easy. Hunter Biden will be indicted. We both said no. Well, technically, he hasn't been yet. Well, no. You know, technically, he hasn't been yet. Well, he was going to court. He's got a court date. Was he indicted in Los Angeles? I think so. He might have been indicted in Los Angeles. Okay. Either so way, he, I mean, he's in hot water. So I. We, well, I mean, he's, you know, in we'll, all fairness, we'll in all fairness, we'll wait a minute. Just hold on. Hold we'll on. do the technical. Hold on for a second. It just, it, as a matter of fairness, how the hell were we supposed to be able to figure out that his own counsel couldn't read their own stupid plea <laughs> deal? Well, that's what uh, we assumed I mean, he was going to go scot free, right? He was going to. We assumed he was going to get a plea deal, which he did, right. but then his own counsel blew it up out of their right. stupidity. True. So I'm not, okay, I'm not. I'm not sure I can be held responsible for those guys' idiocies. Go ahead. Biden will run for president. We both said no. Now I'm still not sure I'm wrong on that. Well, technically, he's running. He, he can still not be running, but as of now, he's okay. Uh, uh, that's it. We're splitting a hair there, but okay. Yankees will make the playoffs. Mike okay. McKenna said no. Yeah. And I said, yes, Yankees fans would be entirely too annoyed to tolerate otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. Mets will make the playoffs. Both said no. And, um, Producer Alex wrote here, you had a lengthy discussion about their budget and how embarrassing it will be when they suck. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Phil. I'm not sorry. All right. So Glenn Youngkin will run for president. I said, yes. I also said Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Christy Noem, and, and Tim Scott would run. And you agreed with that list. So we we were two out of uh, three out of five on that list of of people running for president. Biggest GOP accomplishment in twenty twenty three, you said some sort of deal on immigration. Yeah, I I might only be like a couple of weeks off on that one. I said I passed. I said there will be none. So. Yeah. Mm, so true. technically, I probably want you won. That yeah, we're going to give you the win on that one. Yeah. All right. Um, another energy bill in 2023 full of green subsidies in exchange for permitting reform. We both said no. Good. I'm glad we're smart. 
next speaker of the house we both said uh mccarthy and we asked will he remain speaker during the entire congress you said no the debt ceiling in the third quarter will be his undoing wow spot on good for me i said yes so yeah, you, then, you, you, he's he's the hometowner. You had to say yes. I you said who? Uh, the question then was who will replace him, and you said Scalise, and I passed. Should, said he should, should All right. have? I wouldn't have guessed Oil Mike Johnson. Price. No, how heck no! <laughs> but I did guess after he, his name started floating. I was going to say you got that right. Oil price at the end of twenty twenty three above or below a hundred dollars a barrel? You said yes. Above. Sorry, you said yeah. above. Yeah. I said below, but we both agreed it's a, a question of demand. So yeah, and actually, truthfully, we were wrong about that because it turned out to be a question of supply. The yeah. the American supply was just blew out the doors in the in the fourth quarter. Yeah, indeed. Greenhouse gas emissions up or down? We both said <laughs> up. Bond. And uh, I think you <laughs> added, if you think otherwise, shut up. It so. did not. Well, I, mean, I should have probably. Putin will be the still be the leader of Russia. Mike said no, he will be shot. Yeah, see, at that point, I had already written that in the column, so I felt like I had to just stick with it. Uh, I, I said know. yes, he will survive the year. Uh, China attacks Taiwan. We both said yes, and I'm glad we were wrong on that one. Yep. How many podcasts will we do next year? I said 49. You agreed. You said for episode 150, there'll be a huge party, which we still haven't had. But never underestimate Tom's laziness. Go the ahead. The producer said that yeah. if we record today, this will be episode 49. For Money. Me. We win. <laughs> All right. That's so, the only reason we're doing this today. All right. So, uh, Predictions for next year. You ready? Sure. <laughs> After that sobering list, sure. Oscar. Best picture. Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Since I have seen none of these films, and I probably won't, it just tells you, like, I have it's no a, social life whatsoever. It's a, it's a uh, the money is on Oppenheimer. I'll give you, I'll give you the, I'll, I'll break it down for you. I'll make it super easy in one sentence. You ready? Sure. It's a contest on which, which film you believe to be more anti-American killers of the flower moon or Oppenheimer. Well, I that's, think that's I think, the sign of our times, isn't it? That's right. I think killers of the flower moon is just slightly more anti-American than Oppenheimer. So that's why, the, that's why the, the um, Academy is going to vote for it. Okay. So if it's Barbie, are you going to blow a gasket or what? Or would you be happier if it was Barbie? Yeah, actually, Barbie's kind of, I don't want to, this is a weird thing to say, but Barbie is like too normal. There's like almost no political message <laughs> in it at all. Oh, gosh. I guess I'm glad I haven't seen any of these movies. All right, you wanted to add Grammys in here, and I'm almost as clueless, except I have kids. So yeah, you're going to uh, win this one. I've been given no guidance on this one so far. I think Taylor Swift is just too much momentum for her, but. I don't even know how you do it. Sza, S-Z-A, uh, is a strong challenger. Um, so, you know, that's it. That's where we are. 
Uh, and Miley Cyrus is in there somewhere. Yeah. And a whole bunch of other, like, you know, Ice Spice. And, you know, I don't, I have no I, idea. I think Travis Kelsey's going to win for best boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor Swift um, is, you know, clearly she's got a lot of momentum this year. I don't know if that was manufactured or how that all turned out. But uh, all right. So. You asked how long will the shutdown last, which presumes there will be one. Yeah, you want to you want to take a bet on whether there's going to be one or not? Man, let let's talk about what all they have to do when they get back. They have to. They have to do. Here's the here's the. This is a simple question, and this is the core of the question, right? Um, is the are the Democrats in the Senate and the White House, are they going to require a deal on Ukraine, Israel, and the border before they allow the omnibus to proceed? And on the House Republican side, the question is, is whatever the Senate's going to cook up on the border, Israel, and Ukraine going to be acceptable enough to get plugged into the omnibus or be a conditioned precedent to the omnibus? That's a, that's a really dicey thing to have happen. Keep in mind, our 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 the, the trigger is January nineteenth, right? Um, yeah. So for, so it's half of the like yeah. a chunk of the appropriation. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The rest trigger out on Jan on February second. Right. Uh, they're coming back in on the sixth. No, the eighth. Right is I think their first Monday back. Um, and they're. I don't. I can't, I can't imagine something's going to happen in 10 days. Okay. So uh, there will be a shutdown. I think so. I just don't. Or would oh, they, or, or would they, they, they pass, might have, a, they, they might package, have a giddy up. Right. I was going to say, would they, would they just move everything to that February date or, yeah, and, they, yeah. or would they try to pass the, the mini, the, 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 the first half of the bus knowing that mm. all that stuff needs to be hammered out anyway. Is the Ukraine money that important to the Biden administration? And that's the that's the question I don't know the answer to. I know this, right? That the the Israeli money, the longer the longer it travels, the worse it's looking, right? Getting harder and harder to think. Hey, we, we got to support um, what's going on over there. Um, this thing is a is and I and I, the other thing I'm sure of is is that the Republicans are starting to migrate from understanding that that the border stuff is a is an entry fee and starting to think about it as a negotiating part of the negotiations. I'm like, you you guys own this, you know, you own this issue. Why you why you let why are you negotiating yeah. it away? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, just like I said, when Cornyn, when Cornyn, when John Cornyn got up earlier on and said, Yeah, look, this is a this is this is not like a negotiating thing. This is like the price of admission. I was like, right, that's the correct way to think about it. But now you're starting to hear creep in like, oh, we're negotiating on this, that, and the other thing. If that's the case, that means the House guys are going to want to jam it, which is going to let, add to the time and complicate the ability of getting a little get me over 20-day CR, right? You know, take I'm, from I'm wondering, uh, based on the bifurcation, what because it, it technically wouldn't be a full shutdown; it'd be somewhat of a partial shutdown, right? That's right. And and by the way, so, and two other things, right? To keep in mind, eighty percent of the government doesn't shut down, right? No, I know, um, but they can make it really. I mean, they, I know. The I just, chain link fence, the World War 
to I just, memorial, I just wanted you know, that kind I of just thing. wanted our listeners to understand that 80% of the government doesn't shut down the right. the other thing that you got to keep your eye on and this is important with respect to your question about a can you do a little get me over the deal that everybody shook hands on and voted on uh, includes an automatic 1% reduction across the board in federal spending if a deal is not reached by April 1st now, a normal political party would identify that as a point of leverage. I noted before they left that the Republicans were starting to talk about that as a point of leverage, but I really didn't believe it because we're Republicans and, you know, we don't really believe in leverage. <laughs> so, you know, if you're a Republican, yeah. you're looking at it and you got, you got the Democrats tangled up on the border and you've got this leverage sitting out there. April 1st seems like it's a long way away. It's not that long away. Yeah, you can drive an omnibus on that April first date. I get the feeling we're heading towards a shutdown. I, it's going to be short. The Republicans are going to use that April first date as leverage to get some targeted cuts, some policy provisions, and I don't know how the Ukrainian border Israeli thing plugs in. How about that for confusion, sports fans? Yeah, that's this is not a clear prediction. So uh, it, it, I it think was we, more of a a way to talk about what's going to happen in the beginning. I, of the year. I'll tell you what I'll make. I it, will I'll, say this: um, I would like very much like to see um, Speaker Johnson. This is because this is the next question: Will he be Speaker next year for the for the entire year? Um, I would very much like for the Republicans to figure out a way not to try to get too much and get some meaningful border, you know, uh, provisions and, you know, maybe, maybe some spending stuff, but mostly um, I would be happy if they maneuvered their way through this um, without just basically like throwing their hands up and clearing the barn, right? Yeah. Like they do every time. So yeah. I, I, I'm, a little, I think... I'm a little less, Sort of, uh, I'm not asking for much here in this process. Well, like I said, I think I think that that April first leverage point, I and mean, full full credit to Tom Massey, Congressman Massey, whose idea it was um, to have some to have that trigger to force the issue. All right, let's just get back on it. I think there's going to be a shutdown. It's going to be short. Yes or no? Um. Yes. All right. I think that Mike Johnson is going to be speaker for the rest of the year, and I'll tell you why. Because because there's just a widespread sentiment inside the Republican caucus that this is nonsense and has to stop at some point. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that as well. He will yeah. remain speaker. There, so, there you go. There Lots will be a shutdown and he will remain speaker. Uh, right, uh, record those, that, record those, that for the producer. Right. And those two things may be connected in better, more exactly. tightly than we think. Be right on both or wrong on both. That's right. Okay. Um, man, I just, who wins the white house? Okay. Who wins the White House in Golly, November do... of 2024? This is a hugely difficult question to predict, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I, well, the good news is we're not putting any money on it, so it's a freebie. Donald, yeah. Donald Trump. Okay. So uh, I will say I have two I, – I, I spent a little time on this, and I looked at the Electoral College because that was the next question – it's either going to be Donald Trump 
well, obviously it's either going to be one or the other, but or it could be neither, right? That's the weird part about this this cycle. I was going to say, could be but nobody. If it's Trump versus Biden, and they both are alive, and they're the candidates for their respective parties. I believe that Donald Trump will win with 284 electoral college votes. And the other scenario is that Biden will win with 273 electoral college votes, depending on Pennsylvania. I think the entire election will be decided by Pennsylvania. So there's my prediction. Okay. I'm sorry. Was do we have to have to do I have to give electoral college predictions? Well, now? Was that the next question? Was that the next question? You don't have to, but I did. So I'm going to go 284 Trump if he wins Pennsylvania, and I'm going to go 273 Biden um, if he wins Pennsylvania. That's yeah. how my map shakes out. Yeah, I don't think that's how it's going to work. I think if Trump wins, it's going to be 300, 306, right? The the the, the 2016 map's going to re recreate itself. Um, yeah, I'm not going there because I feel like Wisconsin, um, Colorado, Nevada, like I think they I think they stay blue. Like, I understand. I think he picks up that entire belt that he had the last time. I understand. I understand. So I, the, 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 the truth is we don't know because we don't know what third parties we have. True. Okay. Uh, House of Representatives. House. Oh. Who wins the House? Remains Republican or flips to Democrat? Um, yeah, two powerful, two powerful tides here, right? One is whoever's going to the presidency is likely to win the House. That's tide number one. Tide number two is we're going to have to redraw some maps in places that aren't going to be good for Republicans. <sighs> I think the Democrats are going to take the House, but like by like three or four or five, it's going to be yeah. some number I'm like this. I'm leaning in that direction as well. Um, there are 17 or so Republicans um, representing districts Biden won. Yeah. And I don't think that, you know, got a lot of those folks. Uh, there's a New York contingency. There's a California contingency, although California is starting to... Some of those districts, they're doing a good job of holding on to some of those districts. So yeah, I don't, I don't worry about California. I do. It's going to be razor, razor tight. It I could, do worry it about come down to. It could come down to you know, like you said, two, two on the a flip of, uh, but the margins are so narrow now that. You know, it would it, it would not amaze me if the Democrats held it by five votes. It would not amaze me if the Republicans held it by five votes. Yeah, you know, and, right, uh, but make your predict. You say Democrats. I think Democrats are going to hold it. Are going to take the House by like, like I said, by like two, three, four, no, five I'm votes, gonna, something like that. I'm going to now. I'm going to go I'll go against my math here and say the Republicans will take will, will retain the House. Yeah, it's a it's a it's, it's a just just so to make it interesting for next year. It's, it's a perfectly it's a perfectly you know um, arguable point, right? U.S. Senate, U.S. Oh, Senate. Yeah, Republicans are going to take the Senate. Okay, so uh, get granular. Uh, Will Tester get reelected? No. Will Sherrod Brown get reelected? No. Okay. Interesting. All right. How about in Arizona? Will Christine Cinema get reelected? I don't think so. I think that's going to be Ruben Gallego or it's going to be the Republican. Okay. So Carrie Lake? I guess. Montana. 
Well, my personal preference would be Mark Lamb because I know him. He's a good guy. Um, yeah. Carrie Lake is she's a whatever. I yeah, she she the <laughs> all right. Uh, uh any sleepers in the Senate? Yeah, I, I said this before, I'll say it again. I think Bob Casey's gonna lose. I think Dave McCormick's gonna wipe him out. Okay. And that that provides the safe, comfortable cushion for the Republicans. Uh, the ironic thing, the ironic thing about the world, yeah, the other thing is Joe Manchin. I'm gonna go, I'm Republicans gonna go. are gonna take the Joe Manchin seat. The ironic thing about Pennsylvania is the ironic thing about Pennsylvania is if President Trump wins in Pennsylvania, it's going to be because Dave McCormick drags him over the finish line, which is that good, huh? I do. I do. Which is ironic, given the fact that Trump himself put a bullet in Dave McCormick last go around by picking that idiot, Dr. Oz. Right. I'm going to in the show notes, I'm going to see if uh, if Alex can PDF or at least I'm just going to have him hang on to these two maps that I drew. Because if McCormick ends up doing that, then that that'll be kind of that'll be kind of fun. All right, uh, you want to do the Super Bowl? You want to make a prediction about who is going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I do. But let me just say one other thing. I think it's possible that Democrats lose that Senate seat in Michigan. Uh, who's running in the Alyssa Sl- Slotkin is the Democrat. There's a handful of Republicans. I imagine John James is going to get in the middle of it before it's all over. I think Mike Rogers is in it. You think Michigan's gonna gonna go for Trump? I do. Okay, that's fifteen votes. That would change the number. Get it? I do. Much closer to your number. So I do. I do. You know that it is it, it because of EVs. I think that I think that's going to be an important. That's going to be an, the 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 inability of UAW leadership to sell their membership on this is is going to be important. Yeah. All right. So, also, I think uh, also forget forget anything else. Michigan is a low turnout state in the off year in the in the off years. Um, you know he's going to get the deer hunters, the guys who go away for deer hunting season and don't vote. Those guys are going to hang around and vote for him. And I also sure. think I also think what I thought what 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 happened in 2016 was Jack Bergman helped him in the in the first congressional district. I think Jack Bergman's going to help him do that again. Yeah, that's where a lot of well, it should be. I mean, it should be interesting. Um, I just think they're so. Yes, Trump just doesn't have that surprise element anymore, right? And that's plus, right. he was just a terrible, terrible candidate. And if these Democrats all came home for Biden, you know, now he, there's so much more uh, reasons. There's so many more reasons for people who don't want to vote for Trump to not vote for Trump, right? I think there's a general sense. His voters can't vote for him twice, so I think there's a generalized sense in the in the in the country. Forget forget Republicans and Democrats. Forget all this stuff. There's a generalized sense in this country that Joe Biden can't be president again. He's not physically capable of being president again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's a that is that is mood music and background music that is getting louder every day. Yeah, that is true. All right. Well, it should be interesting. Like you said, we're we're at game time now. So Super Bowl. This year. Like yes, the sir. February Super Bowl? Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, until until last week, I would have said the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, but um I'm starting to think that's not going to happen now. I'm starting to think the Super Bowl winner is going to come out of the AFC. Um Wow. I really don't want to say this because I'm not really sure it's right. Oh, by the way, we jinxed. Uh, I forgot to bring up Super Bowl. Did we, we pick the Super Bills Bowl last year? We picked both pick the Bills. We picked the Bills. I remember so, this. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Which is look, I'm down to two teams. 
I'm down to Baltimore and the Bills. Okay. That's a good prediction. Uh, and I'm going to say that if the Bills indeed make the playoffs, because it's not a guarantee yeah. at this point, I think they are going to be the Super Bowl winners this year. And yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I think so it's too. It's a combination of two things. One, I'll, I can't not pick them. It's just not possible for me to to vote with my head uh, in these uh, in the Super Bowl thing, but they are peaking at the right time. That's right. That's why. That's you know who they remind me of. They remind me of the last two Giants Super Bowl runs, right, where they came in hot, right. They they won their last five or six games in the regular yeah. season and got better with each game, and then just wiped everybody out in the playoffs. They the the Bills have that same vibe, like they they're getting hot. They're of running. Now that coming. I said it. I probably jinxed it. So. Well, I think truthfully, I think the only team in the AFC that can beat them is Baltimore. And that is completely dependent on Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson just destroyed the 49ers in San Francisco. I mean, I don't know if you saw that game. Can he play? Can he put four of those games together? Can he put three of those games together? Yeah, probably. And if he's, you know, if he, if he plays like he did in San Francisco, forget it. They're going to win the Super Bowl. But right now, I guess I got to pick the Bills. Go ahead. All right. Um, I'm going for the Bills. And if they do not uh, uh, make the playoffs, then I'm going to just go with the odds makers and go 49ers. So. Yeah. I, I, I was, I've been underwhelmed by the 49ers this year. I really have. I, but I, I do I, want to congratulate the producers. Favorite Lions. team, the Detroit Lions, for hosting their first playoff game in Ford Field history. That is an accomplishment. Producer, do not go to that football game. Seriously, no man, stay away. Game. Yeah, the stay other away. the other thing is, I, I want to say this, of course, like every like every football fan, um, not resident in the city of Philadelphia. The real the real thing is is anybody but the Eagles you can't have the Eagles or, or the Cowboys. Truth, you can't have Cowboys win either because those two teams are just it's not so much that the, it's not so much that yeah. it's not so much that they're insufferable. Their fan bases are insufferable. So can't they? Whatever else happens, those two teams can't win. Yeah, which is why I'm I don't know what I was thinking with this, but here's the last one, uh, and we will call this a program. Um, World Series. Oh yeah. Who will win the world series? Okay. You know what? I'm going to do something. I'm going to, I'm going to predict first. Who's not going to win the world series. You okay, ready? Shoot. It's not going to be the Yankees. It's not going to be the Mets because as we've discussed previously, the Mets are a loser franchise. They just are. And the it's Yankees not, have no pitching. whatsoever. Yeah, the, the Yankees, one guy, you know, the Yankees, the Yankees are subject have been subject to Brian Cashman's management for so long now they're incapable of playing baseball at a professional level. It's not going to be the Dodgers, despite all the okay. hoorah about about um, Mr. Otani. They just they just um, locked in a billion. They they've just paid two players a grand total of a billion dollars. Yeah, so you're aware. Oh, I'm 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 totally aware. But you know what? It's not going to be the Dodgers. It it. If you put a gun to my head, I'm going to tell you it's going to be the Philadelphia Phillies. Dude, this is so random. I I, <laughs> I put I put the Phillies down on this piece of paper and I hated <laughs> to do it. I hated cuz I it's the same with the Eagles. They're the same damn fan base. 
it is it is the difference is is the phillies fan base is is less loud they don't talk as much the other thing is my sleeper my sleeper team are the orioles Uh, this is a shout out to our buddy yeah possible my vibe on the orioles is you know they're they caught people by surprise they're going to have a couple of they have a couple of people leaving and at the end of the day they're the orioles so you know it's been it's been it's been 40 years since they won anything and there's a reason for that what about the braves well the bravos are a well-run organization they're always a threat um so you're going Philly. I, I'm going I Philly as well. It's I'm doing one of those like weird things where I, you know, go against what I would wish, you know, go yeah. against my heart. But that's uh, that's my prediction as as well, uh, the Phillies. I'll make one other prediction. I bet you the Astros struggle this year. I think they're done. I, think I, they're I do too. Down. I do too. I think they're toast. Um, you know, they're not gonna pay all these guys their, you know, these big contracts. To yeah. end of life contract kind of thing, right? I mean, yeah. I'm sure what's his name will stay the little runty, the runty dude, but yeah, I mean, they've had they, they've had a good run. They won a couple of World Series yeah. across the six six seven years, but I think they're done. Yeah, which you know is good, which is good for baseball, cheaters. which is good for baseball and America because yeah. they are in fact cheaters and bad people. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. That is a wrap for me. You want to throw in any other prediction? Anything you want to make us put? Put, put down on paper. Um, I get the feeling I should, but I, I think we probably had enough opportunities to embarrass ourselves. All right, fair enough. All right, we will wrap up then for this year, 2024, episode number one. What did I say? It was 162, the 49th. We're gonna have a year. We're gonna have a big party for the 200th. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait, I do. Will we mark it? The unregulated podcast in 2024. Um, let me say, if you if you are listening to this, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. There you go. Yes, there. Good job. Thank you for that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's say, spare our our fans and listeners any more of this misery and call it a wrap of the unregulated <laughs> podcast, episode number 162. The 49th of the year, as we predicted, is in the books. Winner. Here, everybody. Namaste.